What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another Raw Roundup. I'm back home from Nashville. I'm at home base doing the podcast again. I just finished Raw. I'm super excited to talk about it. It's really nice when you watch the show and you really, really, really enjoy every single part of it. And I'm excited to talk about all the things I enjoyed here. But before we get to that, I first want to say a couple things. Number one, I want to say I appreciate all of you who followed along for my SummerSlam coverage on the WWE on Fox social media pages. It was super cool getting to do those post-match interviews. And it was super cool just being there doing the coverage. I, I, I liked the post-match show that we, the post-pay-per-view, excuse me, still in the pay-per-view era, <laughs> post-premium live event wrap-up show that we did. I know it wasn't as thorough as these shows tend to be, but I was in the arena and I was trying to do my best without having full notes on the show and, you know, there's people around and there's noise and I'm standing up the whole time, but I hope you guys enjoyed it anyways because I really did enjoy doing that for you guys. Also, I... um. Before I record, I usually check to see if there's any new reviews that I can uh, I can talk about on here and give some love to the people who've shown me a little love online. And I got to say, guys, I was uh, truly blown away by all the reviews that some of you have left. There was like a bunch of new ones from that, that were like super positive. So I, uh, I really appreciate that. I want to read a couple of them. Uh, AlphaFit86 said, great show, keeps your day interesting. Definitely enjoy this podcast. Love the interviews they bring on with the wrestlers they interview, and the recaps on WWE live shows are definitely worth listening to. Hell yeah, man. Appreciate it. Glad this helps your day. We also got one from Tanaka Boy. He said, amazing podcast. It's really nice to get some insider insights from Ryan. Great WWE reviews too. Roar, I'm a fish, also said something similar. He said, great listen, five stars. Ryan loves what he is talking about and doesn't need to get a hot point of view across. He asks the right questions to get the guests on out of character. He is just as nice in person as on TV and this podcast. Also, I'm glad I left a good impression in person as well to whoever that was. I also, man, there was so many nice ones. I want to name drop all of these. We had one from CoolCook29 that said, Great podcast. I really enjoy the show. Breakdowns. He's a great interviewer, and it's awesome to hear the wrestlers outside the ring talk about what they love doing in such a fun way. And lastly... S. Buzz Lovin says, I used to be a hater. I used to hate Ryan because I thought he was just another dirt sheet writer. Then I started listening to this podcast, and now he's one of my favorite podcasts to listen to while at work. I love the Ron Smackdown Roundup episodes because I don't have cable, so it's nice to have this to fall back on to keep up with what's going on with the weekly shows as I only get to watch the premium live events. Keep up the great work, Ryan. Thank you so much, guys. Like, for real, dude. You guys, I came back here already feeling happy from Nashville. I felt like the positive coverage out there. The coverage in general was 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 something I've been, I was very proud of. So to come back to a bunch of positive reviews on the podcast made me very, very happy. Now, let's get to Raw. Speaking of making me happy, I hope this episode made you guys happy, too, because it was a pretty awesome episode of the show. Triple H is definitely making his mark. In his new era as head of creative. The show began with Becky Lynch making her entrance in a sling as she walks out to address what happened at SummerSlam. She says at SummerSlam, she finally remembered who she is, and it's not in the fancy clothes or the constant need of attention. It's in the pursuit to be better today than she was yesterday, and so on. Obviously referencing the fact that after she lost to Bianca, they had a nice embrace, and then she helped her 
against Bailey, Dakota Kai, and EO Sky. It's funny. <laughs> in the reaction video I did in the arena for when EO Shirai, former EO Shirai, now EO Sky, uh, when she came out, because all the graphics on the screens said EO Shirai. And I was only in the arena. I couldn't hear the announcing. So I said EO Shirai in my video that we posted on social media. And all the comments were like, I'm pretty sure you mean EO Sky. And I was really confused until I put it all together and was like, oh, they gave her a new name? But why were the why the Titantron say her old name? Thankfully, that was corrected tonight. We'll get to her match later on. Right now, we're still on Becky's. <laughs> Becky says that when she separated her shoulder at SummerSlam, which is obviously a huge bummer, she had two choices. Give up or give it everything that she had. Uh, that forced her to grit through her teeth in the most painful 20 minutes of her career. But it wasn't more painful, she said, than how separated she had come from reality over the last year. Obviously talking as well about the big-time Bex character rather than the man, which we all love. But Becky says she's not going to be defined by any title or any man. I define the man. And God, I got to say, ugh, I was already so hyped here. So hyped. I've enjoyed everything Becky has done since she's come back. But we all love the man. We've all been wanting to cheer Becky Lynch as the man again. And as great as Big Time Bex has been, as smart as she was for making it a very far departure from what she had been doing on Ron SmackDown as the man, now we're getting her back. Even if she is injured and probably going to be out for the next few months, which WWE did say she's going to be out for the next few months. But before we got there, Becky says we now start a new era and a new comeback story, which I liked. But Bianca Belair comes out. Oh, excuse me. But I don't mean to say but there. I don't know why I said but. What I was going to say is a subtle reference to Triple H's new era as well beginning. I think it was that we start a new era on Raw in reference to Triple H and her new comeback story. Now, Bianca Belair comes out after that and has a great line. She says, Becky... You not only define the man, you are the man. Oh, like, honestly, I don't get that emotion. I, it, it takes a lot for me to get emotional watching wrestling. But I'm such a big fan of Becky's at this point, And I've wanted her to get back to that character. And just the way this was all done, it actually made me a little emotional. It just made me so happy to see Becky in the way she should be presented again. And I hope that she isn't out of action for too long. So she leaves. And Bianca says that she shook hands with Becky because there's a mutual respect between them now. She doesn't want to be handed anything and then addresses that there's a target on her back, but says that she's still the Raw Women's Champion and that she stays ready for whoever is next, whether that's Bailey or her little friends who, who tried to surprise me at SummerSlam. But Becky is shown in the back being attacked by Bailey, Dakota, and Io Sky. And they're, they got a chair wrapped around her arm. They, they mess with her arm some more. The shoulder, the arm, whatever. They're hurting her more. <laughs> and Bianca chases the back, chases to the back to help, but they're already gone. We'll pick up on that later. A video package played after that paying tribute to the legacy of the United States title, where they show tons of wrestling legends mentioning a bunch of the greats who've held that title. This was simple, but I absolutely loved it. Uh, just another difference between Vince and Triple H, I think. Triple H loves the history of wrestling. We've, saw, we've seen that in his work in NXT. We've seen that in his work 
with bringing legends back into the company who had said they weren't going to talk WWE anymore, like you know people like a Bruno San Martino, uh, you know, lots of others who he brought back into the fold and mended relationships with because he knows about the importance of wrestling because he himself was a wrestling fan. Really cool package. Really smart to do this. I'll take this over a recap of what I just watched 15 minutes before any day. AJ Styles versus Mustafa Ali versus The Miz took place after that. Now, the winner of this match gets uh, gets put in a match later in the night against the winner of another triple threat match that's going to happen. And the winner of that match is the new number one contender to the United States title. Once again, another smart thing here, another another piece of good booking where instead of someone beating the champion for some reason to get a title shot or doing something silly that, that or nonsensical to get a title shot, much more simple. Matches with stakes on the line to get title shots. Love it. Big fan of that. There was a cool spot in this match where AJ Styles got Miz in a reverse DDT, but then Ali did his rolling neck breaker from the apron to take both of them down. Looked Super cool seeing him pull the neck breaker down, but also forcing the reverse DDT to happen. Ali also had another cool spot where he had a DDT off the top rope to the outside on AJ. And at this point, I was loving this match, man. I was loving this match so far. I was invested. And that's what you want when you're watching Monday Night Raw. You want to be invested in the matches you're watching. You want to not know what's going to happen. You want to not feel like there's a formula to it. You want to feel like you don't know who's going to win. And I really... Honestly, truly was not positive. Like, I thought AJ Styles would win, but Mustafa Ali was giving it his all here and actually looked like he had a chance against a former world champion. Two former world champions, excuse me. So, really good. Really good use of Mustafa Mustafa Ali here. There was also... I loved the skull-crushing finale onto Ali where he had one leg on the rope while he was getting into the ring still. It just looked so brutal because he was so high in the air, his body, when he went face first. It looked awesome. Uh, Ali hits a 450 on Miz as well in the match. But as he rolls through, looking, looking like he's about to win, AJ Styles instead catches him in the Styles Clash for the pinfall victory. This was fantastic. I feel like we don't see innovative sequences like this in matches that often on Raw. Not what the former guy in charge uh, would likely want to see, but I loved it. The matches can sometimes feel formulaic, like I was saying, but this was far from that. Each person was allowed to wrestle their own unique style. Loved it. Ollie came out looking great despite the loss. AJ looked like an absolute badass with the way he won, and he goes on to face the winner of another triple threat match. Later in the night, for a shot at the U.S. title, Becky shown backstage in the trainer's room after that, and Bailey and company were interviewed backstage. Uh, Bailey says, this isn't about Becky, it's about us, and you'll hear more later tonight. The Usos walk in afterward and are asked about having to defend the title tonight, just days after SummerSlam. They say it's nothing, and they'll win later tonight. Seth Rollins makes his entrance next. And his run-in with Riddle at SummerSlam was recapped by the announce team. Uh, Rollins says that tonight is a night of celebration because we don't have to hear Riddle. And then he says he wanted that, that uh, <laughs> this was a good line. He says that Riddle wanted to be like Randy so badly that he's now on the shelf just like him. Uh, Rollins says, then, then Rollins does drop a line here. 
that is very telling of where his future is going. He says, now that you know he's moved on from Riddle, he can focus on Roman Reigns and the Undisputed Universal Championship. Before I continue that thought, he's interrupted by the Street Profits. Clearly unhappy about the interruptions. Uh, he, he starts getting all angry and... He's like, no, 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 don't, 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 don't. You know, he's like, they're not on my level. You know, he says uh, that they suck so much as a tag team, they should probably break up. Uh, really leaning into this breakup thing lately. Uh, but Dawkins retorts that they beat him once to win. They beat Rollins once to win the tag team titles. And Montez says uh, Rollins also lost to Cody Rhodes when he only had one booby. <laughs> Excuse me. Yeah, one booby. I think I saw uh, Brandy Rhodes <laughs> tweet hashtag one booby on Twitter after that. And it made me laugh. Uh, but Rollins says that they have an unfair advantage. If there were only one of them, he'd consider wrestling them. And so the Street Profits, uh, they're like, that's fine. You know, fine. It'll just be one of us. That's fine. Who do you guys want to see? Uh, Dawkins is like, who do you want to see to, um, who do you want to see in this match to the crowd? They're They're cheering. And then uh, they, the, the Street Profits play rock, paper, scissor to see who will face him. But Montez notes while they're about to do it, that they're about to, you know, when they're about to play pop, rock, paper, scissor, uh, Montez kind of says that this is the only time anyone will see them separated. And he says, I love you, man. But then before they can play rock, paper, scissor fairly, he grabs the referee, Montez, and just runs to the ring with him. And I saw a lot of discussion online about this. I saw a lot. I had friends text me. There was discussions over whether this was foreshadowing or not, because you know it's like oh I'd never, you know I'd never do anything like that. You know we're, we're homies, but then he kind of did something mean to to his homie right there. He didn't even give his homie a fair chance. Didn't give his friend a fair a fair chance. You know, um, but to me like when I watched it, I kind of felt the opposite. When I watched it, I thought this doesn't seem like. This doesn't seem like foreshadowing to me. It felt like ending that. You know, there was they were, there, they were leaning into the idea of that being a possibility of them them being unhappy with each other. And I think Triple H has to know that there's no reason to break up the Street Profits to give one of them a big singles push. They can support each other. There was no problem when New Day did it. There was no problem with it. People still loved it. There'd be no problem if the Street Profits were doing it one day with any sort of title. They could both go after different titles and still support each other. That's what friends do. Friends can support each other, and baby faces can support each other. There's no problem with it. They they've been together forever, so I don't. I shouldn't say forever. They've been together for a long time in WWE, and so I don't think they need to break up. And to me, this didn't feel like foreshadowing. And now, if they end up breaking up, I'm gonna feel really stupid for saying this on the podcast. All right, let's get to a quick commercial break, and then we'll get back to the rest of the show right after. All right, after the break, we had Montez Ford versus Seth Rollins. What a match. Montez, once again, proving he's a future world champion with this one. He just like he just looks like he belongs with talent like Seth Rollins and always has the fans on his side. Like, baby faces are so important to, to WWE, to pro wrestling, to sports entertainment, to whatever you want to call it. They're important. They're really, really important. And we don't have enough that the people truly can believe in. Montez Ford is one of those people. They love him. They love him. And they buy into him. They buy into him. And I really love when he gets the opportunity 
to have a singles match. But now in this Triple H era, I would like to see him win a few of these bigger matches. Sometimes when he's going solo, he seems to win. He seems to lose most of them. You know, Roman and now Rollins. Let's get him some big singles wins and see see what that looks like. <laughs> it's funny in this match. I liked when Rollins was on the top rope and he said, "Who wants the smoke now, bitch?" Uh, but doesn't land the move. Montez eventually goes for the frog splash, but Rollins gets the knees up, hits the stomp, gets the win. Uh, after the match, Rollins looks like he's going to attack, but Dawkins makes the save. After the break, Asuka versus Alexa Bliss, but the match ends in disqualification when Bailey and company interfere with an attack. Really enjoying how strong Bailey and her faction are being made to look from the opening of the show until now, they're really being made to look like a force, and it's fantastic. Very, very fantastic. Um, big fan of everything Bailey's ever done in wrestling, so she's just, everything's working here, and Dakota Kai and Io Sky are two amazing talents. This is a home run if they continue to play their cards right. Um, before EO can hit a moonsault from the top rope with a chair, Bianca makes the save and says she wants a match with one of them tonight. And EO Sky clearly is the one accepting the challenge for her team. Ciampa versus Ziggler versus Chad Gable. This match ruled. Once again, I, I posted a meme on on Twitter during the show of, of uh, Oprah, where it's like, you get a car, you get a car, you get a car. But I put Triple H's face over Oprah, and I just said, you get to have a banger match tonight. You can have a banger match tonight. You can all have a banger match tonight, because that's how it felt. Just like, these guys were getting a little bit more time, a little bit more freedom, a little bit more control over what they're doing, it seemed. And it showed. Each guy's strengths were able to shine through. There was innovation. There was excitement I was just like I was man I was so happy with this I was just so happy with this um Gable did a reverse double arm suplex into a face buster that looked awesome uh Ciampa hopped over Ziggler who was in a submission move to hit like a fame asser on Gable there was just like so many inventive spots chaos theory into a zigzag which was like Man, now I just want to see Gable and Dolph as a team so they can use that move together as a as a tag team because that looks cool. And Ciampa wins with the fairy tale ending to advance to a match against AJ Styles for a shot to become the number one contender to the U.S. title. Um, when I was in Nashville recording future episodes of Out of Character, Ciampa was one of them, and we briefly talked about all the memes saying that now that Triple H is in charge of creative, Ciampa's going to be champion anytime now because of how much he used Ciampa in NXT. And we both laughed about it. We have a full discussion about Triple H taking over creative that's going to drop in like two weeks, I believe. Sorry to be a tease and make you wait that long, but it is what it is. <laughs> uh, Edge makes his entrance after the break, and he's got the Metalingus theme again. And once again, is being referred to as the Rated R Superstar. You know what? I respect how they just, uh, Edge, you know, he's had these, like, long monologues for a while, and he's been, he's been you know, real serious, and I kind of expected to get something like that, but I, instead, he went real short with things, real short and sweet, and I kind of appreciated it. It was, it, it played into the babyface stuff, and it made you like him, because instead of, like, some long, drawn-out thing where he apologizes, 
he just kind of says like, hey, man, for the last few months, I've been a little asshole. But that changes now because we're going to all get what we want against, you know, me getting revenge against the Judgment Day. Just just one of those things where he's like, you know, with his hands and, and he's done. Uh, he says he started the group to help talent with potential and it felt like they were just getting started. But apparently that first bit of power clouded their judgment. They thought they learned everything they had that he had to offer already, but they were wrong. At SummerSlam, he pulled himself out of the hell he was in. And now it's time to kill what he created. <laughs> uh, Edge vows to end Judgment Day. Like I said, short and simple. Not some long, drawn-out thing. Um, didn't. And, and you know what? I, I, I would have thought that maybe it did require it but, it. but in watching that, I was like, no, you know what? Just someone coming out being like, my bad, man. I was an asshole. Does kind of work for me. <laughs> Sometimes it can be that simple mysterio is backstage saying the judgment day is in their rear view so they think and now they're focused on winning the tag team title tonight bailey once again shown backstage with dakota and eo and says she took it upon herself to bring two people with her who have waited far too long for an opportunity and dakota has the best line where she goes we know how to play the game Gotta love the Triple H reference there, since he's definitely the one who brought her back after she got released, and she didn't go anywhere in the meantime. She stayed on the sidelines for a little bit, so very, very nice little touch there. EO Sky versus Bianca Belair. God, how good is it to watch EO Shirai's main roster debut happen within like a week of Triple H taking over creative? Gotta love it. So good. EO Shirai, EO Sky. I don't even mind the name change. I kind of like it. EO Sky, EO Shirai sounds very similar. It's going to take me a minute to get used to, but I got no issue with it. Nothing too wild. Easy to say. Sounds about the same. Massive reversal in this match. Oh man, there was massive reversal in the match where where Bianca catches Eo and slams her into the barricade on the outside. It looks so brutal. I was like, oh my god, my girlfriend and I, or excuse me, my fiance and I, my fiance and I, we were watching during dinner when it happened. We literally both yelped the same way, like, oh gosh, in the exact same way. It was very adorable. If you were here, you would have said, oh, that's cute. <laughs> Uh, and then Bailey and Dakota seem like they're going to get involved, but Asuka and Alexa intervene to help Bianca. Ugh, Triple H has access to Asuka again. That's going to be good. Bianca Belair also has, like, she does this, like, insane reverse superplex from the top rope. So awesome. She, it just looked wild. I don't know if it was on accident or not, but it looked wild. It looked awesome. Match eventually ends in no contest. When both teams enter ringside, and from ringside enter the ring and attack, um, this might be a small thing, but I just like the no contest finish between them for a couple reasons. Uh, one, Io should not be losing her first match. Uh, Bianca on the main roster, uh, Bianca should not be losing as champion. And you know what else I liked? Normally, when we watch Raw or SmackDown, and this setup were to happen, when you come back from the break, it'd be a three on three match for absolutely no reason. That always bugs me. That's a trope that I never really got on board with. I'd be like, well, okay, but I was liking the match I was watching. This instead sets things up for later. I was liking the match I was watching. Put a pin in it. We can get back to it later. I'm not saying do a million rematches, but, you know, she's feuding with the whole 
faction. You can drag that out. You can do another rematch of this match. I, I don't know. You can do things, but, you know, next week have the three-on-three instead or whatever. You can get to it again. So um, I liked that it didn't, you know, that it didn't hurt anyone, and we didn't get an unnecessary three-on-three afterwards. Ciampa gets his match against AJ Styles later, a competitive, longer match. Here's Oh, excuse me. I wanted to bring attention to a tweet at this point because I uh, I'm reading my notes here and I got a little ahead of myself. That's that's what having ADD is like. Your your brain moves ahead of your mouth. <laughs> um, I tweeted this during the show and I at this point I was really feeling that way. I said a competitive longer match on Raw between Champa and AJ Styles, Dakota Kai and Io 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 in a faction with Bailey pushes for people like Chad Gable, Montez Ford, and Mustafa Ali. This is becoming the WWE future we thought we were getting years ago before everything changed. I'm happy. I truly felt that way at this point. Like that came from my heart when I was watching this because I think a lot of us who watched NXT thought that like this was what the company was going to become, even not necessarily like in the exact same way, but I think we thought we were going to see some of these people interacting in certain ways with the main roster people, like, I wanted to see that, you know? And then instead, sometimes they'd get called up and everything would be different. It wouldn't be the same. I don't feel that way right now. I'm liking this. These are the people I wanted to see. These are the pushes I wanted to see. This is the kind of vibe I wanted to see on WWE TV, and they kind of moved away from it. And now we're getting back there, and I think that the fans are really happy. There's this real happy energy around WWE right now. People are enjoying the shows. People are enjoyed the past few shows since Triple H took over as creative. I don't see as many complaints out there. And honestly, if there are people that are complaining about Monday Night Raw this week, maybe a few nitpicks here and there. That's fine. We're all allowed to have critiques. That's what's so fun about it. I love watching wrestling and seeing other people's critiques all across the board. Not even just with WWE. You know, like when when there's a respectful critique being given and people have their opinions, it's fun. I just don't like when it's angry and I don't like when, you know, people are, aren't always fully enjoying things to the max. And this is like, man, this show is people to the join things to the max. So if you see people out there that are still after this Raw and after SummerSlam nitpicking every single part of the show, saying that every single thing sucked then they are showing their true colors at this point. Uh, this match had another awesome Styles Clash setup from the top rope, uh, but Miz puts Ciampa's foot on the rope after he lands it, so Ciampa stays in the match, and eventually he picks up a huge win to become the number one contender to the U.S. title. Those memes are slowly getting closer to a reality. Title match is scheduled for next week with the U.S. champion, Lashley, who was interviewed after that, and he hypes up Ciampa as his next opponent, but he says he's going to bring some respect back to the United States title, and that he has no problem giving Ciampa a reality check. Mysterios versus The Miz in the main... Did I say The Miz? Excuse me. Mysterios versus The Usos in the main event. The Usos win a great match that actually felt like they had a chance of losing briefly, which I enjoyed. Uh, Dominic and Ray were fun here as a team as usual. Um, I didn't think the Usos were going to win, but there were some times where, where they had me uh, buying into everything. After the match, the Judgment Day attacked the Mysterios, but Edge 
intervenes to attack them. He tried to spear Balor, but Rhea Ripley pushes Dom in the way, and he gets speared instead. Show goes to a close. Man, so refreshing to have enjoyed all three hours of Monday Night Raw. I hope you guys enjoyed it as much as I did, but if you didn't, if you think I'm being too overly positive for some reason, feel free to tweet me at Ryan Satin and let me know. I do think the positives tonight were that the mid-card was treated more seriously. U.S. title was made to feel more prestigious. There were new matchups, fresh competition, and a renewed focus on the women's division. Can't complain about any of those things. But if you think you can, like I said, feel free. Tweet me at Ryan Satin. Also, make sure you follow at WWE on Fox on social media as well. Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, but also TikTok, baby. We're on TikTok. I'm TikToking now for at WWE on Fox. Pretty much doubled in followers there, I think, over the weekend. I'm pumped. Just started. So go check us out at WWE on Fox on TikTok. Posting some good stuff there. If you're on TikTok, you'll enjoy it. Also, make sure that you subscribe to the Out of Character podcast feed. That's where you're listening to this podcast. So if you're not subscribed here, you're killing me, Smalls. You're listening and you're not you're not subscribed here? Come on. You just do it. Just push the button, man. Just push it. You know you want to. You know you want to push that button. <laughs> uh, but if you're already subscribed on here, thank you. I appreciate it. And like I said, all of you guys who leave reviews and uh, ratings, you're awesome. Thank you so much. Appreciate the love very much. But if you haven't yet, go leave one as well. I'll read it on the show. So so go do that. Go, go do that. Also, if you're just here on the podcast feed, because this is only an audio, you can't be seeing me on video, go check out the WWE on Fox YouTube channel. That's where you can find this. this that's, where, that's where you can find Out of Character every Monday at at 9 a.m. Pacific time on Mondays. I apologize for the Eric Bischoff episode going out a little late this week, but give me a break. It was SummerSlam weekend. We had a lot going on. I was doing a lot on site. So just give me a break this one time, okay? Just just lay off me, all right? Lay off me. I'm starving. <laughs> no, I already ate. I'm not going to eat anymore. Um, <laughs> I've lost track of where I am. I'm delirious. I've been talking for days straight i need a little bit of a break uh i think i read all the things i think i said all the things i'm supposed to say ww on fox youtube go subscribe all right i'm out of here i'm done uh, i'm spent but uh make sure you go listen to that eric bischoff interview i know it went out a little later so don't forget it's there we got some good stuff in there make sure you check it out peace